Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This week, we've got a lot of things going on around simplystogies.com. And uh, to celebrate that and to introduce you, the listener, to someone someone who is helping us uh, move in a new direction at simplystogies.com, uh, we have with us the brand new content director, editor, reviewer, and all-around good guy. It's Matthew Kang. Matthew, welcome to Simply Stogies Podcast. Hey, James. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Before we get too deep with Matt here, there's a new podcast that has joined the Creative Brain Candy family. Everybody go to creativebraincandy.com and check out Kotobophobia. It is the newest podcast on the Creative Brain Candy Network. Kotobophobia is a show from uh, several powerlifting college students and a powerlifting coach who tackle the woes of the modern fitness world. They talk about everything from lifting competition, diet, and the latest news around the fitness world. Kotobophobia, welcome to the Creative Brain Candy family of podcasts. Check them out. And while you're there, you can check out Eyes Forward March, another new podcast by our very own Tim Allen. Uh, Tim couldn't be with us tonight. He was scheduled to be here, but Mother Nature had different plans as he is waiting out a, a severe thunderstorm somewhere in the Midwest. Uh, we've also got a new review on simplystogies.com of uh, the punch punch uh, from December 19 uh, by our new reviewer, David Howell. Check that out. Simplystogies.com. Go up to the Cuban cigar reviews. That's right. We're now doing Cuban cigar reviews. And you can see the very first one from David. He did a great job on it. Check it out. See what he scored it. I have a box of punch punch here from, I believe, June of uh, last year. So a little older, not that much. I may have to bust into one of those. And see what that see if see how I compare to his. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Simplystogies.com. All right. So Matthew, welcome uh, to the show. Now that I've got all of that out of the way, every week it's something new. Gotta pimp something. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your cigar journey, how you got started in cigars, how you uh like a little bit about your background. Well, thanks so much for inviting me on to help oversee some of the content and uh, the website. And it's really been a great couple of weeks just coming on board and meeting everyone. I started smoking cigars about 11 years ago. And the way that it happened was pretty funny. I was unemployed at the time. I had left my job in commercial banking where I was wearing a suit and tie every day. Uh, and now I was just sort of sitting around as 2009. I don't have a job. And I started thinking, you know what? I've always been interested in food and restaurants. And I want to, you know, just see if that could be a new career for me, whether it's being a server or a bartender or a cook. I have no idea. 
And so I had a buddy of mine at the time, he was a sommelier and a general manager of a restaurant here in Pasadena, California. And uh, I won't get into too much detail, but this guy was kind of nuts. Like he was like Gordon Ramsay, but like the general manager version of him, you know, like just sort of super outsized. I mean, you're talking about me too problems up the wazoo. Uh, we had a game. It was very similar to like the movie waiting where you, you know, all the male workers would try to figure out how to smack each other in the nuts as, as, as a uh, surreptitiously as possible. I mean, it's, it was horrible. Uh, but it was fun, you know, and I'm not advocating. I'm not saying that any of that behavior is okay. It's awful. But it was my first experience into it. And, and one of the nights we were closing down for the night and it was my buddy and I, we, we opened up a really expensive bottle of wine. The restaurant's closed. And he's like, hey, man, I brought you something. So he gave me a Romeo e Julieta Churchill Cuban cigar. I mean... I had seen cigars before. I knew what they were, but I'd never smoked a legit one. I think I may have had like some dumb swishers from, you know, the grocery store sometime in college, but I totally forgot about that. So that doesn't count. Right. So I have this Romeo Julieta and I'm like, holy crap, what is this? I have no idea how to smoke it. I, you know, he cuts it for me and we start puffing it and we're just smoking away in the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's midnight he doesn't own this place by the way he just works there but he's just like screw it and we're smoking it up i'm like wow there's so much wrong about this and i just remember finishing the night in this drunken smoke-filled haze and the next thing i know i wake up and at 7 a.m i'm on the banquet of the restaurant <laughs> i was like oh my god i didn't even go home and it just it, it felt like, you know, that scene in the movie where you wake up and you don't even know who you're in bed with. I mean, we both, nothing happened between me and my buddy. We were, sure. you know, we, we, we kept it kosher in that sense. But um, it was like, I don't know, like that, that showed me that cigars are, are, are magical. There's something about the time that you spend when you're smoking that, um, you know, seeing the smoke, experiencing the flavor, uh, you know, touching this beautifully handcrafted object that made me think I want to spend as much time in my life doing this, you know, in my leisure time. So fast forward, you know, I had a bunch of different things going on. I, uh, six years ago, I became an editor of a website called Eater LA. uh, And that's what I do now uh, full time. I am an editor and a writer of a restaurant website. So that little you know, that first cigar that I had was sort of, um, you know, it was an early picture of what my life is now. Going to restaurants, talking to chefs, being involved in the restaurant industry, but not necessarily working in them. Um, and being able to cover the industry, which has changed so much and has just been absolutely ravaged by the pandemic. Um, and just seeing all this, you know, the thing that's sort of kept me grounded every night, you know, looking at the the difficult situations for a lot of business operators and for people working in restaurants is sitting in my garage every night and having a cigar and thinking, you know, I don't know what it's, what it's like to experience the difficulties as a restaurant operator, but you know, I, it, it just makes me think about it. It makes me pensive. And yeah, I mean, cigars to me are an incredible time of the day where I can unwind, where I think about the things that happen. I can think about things that will happen in the, in the coming days. And 
Yeah, man, I, I love it. I'm not like the craziest collector. I mean, you just showed me all your wine adores, James. <laughs> I, I have a couple hundred cigars that constantly diminish to a few dozen and then I have to replenish. I go online and I buy a bunch of cigars. So, um, but I do smoke very regularly. I have about four or five a week on average. So your first one was a Romeo, Romeo E. Julieta Churchill. What's the last one you smoked? Oh man. Yes. No, I actually did not smoke yesterday for the first time in a, in a, in a week. I cannot remember what I had two days ago. That's how many I, <laughs> that's how many you got. All right. No, exactly. So you're in, you're plugged into the restaurant business. You're plugged into the, to that culture there in, in California and in Los Angeles is, is cigar smoking prevalent there at all? You know, so California is a great place to be a cigar smoker. If you own a home in terms of being able to smoke outside and in public places, it's getting increasingly more difficult, but the city of LA is not that bad of a place to be into cigars, meaning there are plenty of cigar lounges here. Uh, you can smoke outdoor at most bars. If they don't serve food, then you can serve, you can smoke outside. So, I mean, we have a I know you guys are experiencing tough weather in Iowa. It's 68 degrees with a mild breeze right outside my <laughs> garage door. Right. Yeah. It's like 90 degrees here and it's going to about to unleash hell any minute. Right. So if you're a cigar smoker and you have a backyard or you have a patio, you can smoke pretty much 365 days a year. And, you know, there are just certain places, you know, you're not going to smoke in a park. You're not going to smoke in a, in inside of most bars. It's a little more difficult. I would argue it's more difficult in a place like Chicago um, and, and New York in some places. LA why, is a great place to be. Why would you say that? Well, uh, well, first of all, in Chicago, uh, I wasn't able to find that many bars. My Just full disclosure, my, my wife went to graduate school there. Her family is from Chicago. I've been there almost two dozen times. And I've only been to, from my memory, I think there was a Habano that was near her that I went to once. And then I also went to, there's the, I forget the name, the really old place in downtown Chicago that looks like, what's the name of that place? You've mentioned it before. Oh, Ewan Reese? Yeah, Ewan Reese. Yeah, they have a they have like a private. Uh, you pay twenty bucks and you can smoke in there. That was a fantastic. Right. I remember I had an Ashton Churchill in there and it was so great. Uh, but other than that, it was like smoking on my wife's apartment rooftop, you know. And and that's if I didn't freeze or 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 <laughs> right burn to death, uh, depending on the weather. Uh, no kidding, hot and cold to say the least here in the Midwest. I don't know. There's something really nice about smoking a cigar when it's a little sticky. Feels like, oh, I'm having a Cuban. Feels like Cuba. There's some positives. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's that's fair. So in in LA, like, are, is there a lounge that you go to there in LA? I know they seem to be getting few and uh, far between there. But are there any lounges you like to visit when you do go out to have a cigar? Yes, uh, I'll, I'll I'll talk about two cigars, two cigar lounges. One of them is called Buena Vista, which is in the middle of Beverly Hills. And it's run by this old crotchety Cuban guy named Rigo, who literally looks like the guy from the most interesting man commercials, you know, and he has like some weird special dispensation. Actually, cigar, I think all nicotine or tobacco sales are banned in the city of Beverly Hills, which is a separate municipality within Los Angeles. And 
they gave three places you can smoke inside this, I think it's called Nazareth's. The other one is the Grand Havana Cigar Lounge, which is very famous, which is where like Pete Johnson, you know, of Tatuaje yeah. came up in the cigar world. And then the third one is this, basically it's open to the public bar called Buena Vista. It looks like a total man cave. There's about 10 TVs on the first floor in every direction. So it's perfect for, you know, enjoying a game and having a drink and Rigo, he is, he, I think he runs the place all by himself. So in the state of California, if you don't have any employees, I think you're allowed to have, allow smoking in your bar because you're not endangering any of your employees. The law to prohibit, to ban smoking inside bars was to, was to uh, protect employees. But if you own the place, then I think you have, you can, you can look, you can have a little carve out there. Right. Uh, to, to allow cigar smoking. And so he, he has a great selection of booze and cigars. He also has, I don't want to get him in trouble, but if you ask nicely, then maybe he'll hook you up with some other special sticks. Uh, I won't say where, you know, I have to be careful, but if you're nice to him and you tip really well, then, then potentially he can hook you up. So that's one of my favorite bars. It just feels, I've smoked in there Dressed to the nines with a full suit. It feels absolutely perfect. You're in Beverly Hills. It's That's my place to go after a big celebration. Sure. My other place is a place that I go a lot with Frank, our uh, our staff uh, photo man and gear dude uh, here at Simply Stogies. He and I are longtime cigar buddies. I actually got him into cigars. Uh, and now he's just, I, he's just a cigar maniac. Right. I'm sure his wallet does not thank you. Uh, and more like his wife. I don't think he cares. I think his wife is upset about the money <laughs> that he has uh, dedicated to this uh, this hobby. But he and I like to go to a place in downtown LA called Bar Jackalope, which is a super cool like Japanese style whiskey bar. And you walk in there, you have to have a reservation or you have to know somebody. It's like a private club situation. And you push a button and then a light will turn on, like a red light will turn on. And then some, some you know, beautifully dressed woman or some smartly dressed guy will come out and be like, do you, you know, do you have a reservation? Welcome to Bar Jackalope. And you go inside and they have just bottles everywhere. It's beautifully decorated, wood paneled, like brass accents. There's maybe seating for 15 people max. Oh, wow. And right outside of it, there's a, there's a little patio. So the, the bar itself is on the second floor. So... The, the balcony patio looks over the Nomad Hotel um, and it's sort of overlooking this alleyway. So you're sort of shielded from the street. And what they do there is they, they basically do custom whiskey tastings. You just tell them, I'm in the mood for Irish whiskey of this type. And then they roll out a cart. They give you a hot towel, you know, just like you would in Japan. And then they'll, they'll pour out explaining every whiskey to you. And you basically have this phenomenal tasting experience. Of course, you can smoke cigars there on the patio. You know, they have a decent cigar selection. It's not like the best. It's, it's serviceable. Frank and I just bring our own, <laughs> which is totally fine. They don't charge you a cutting fee. Like they, they just want to have you there. And I love that they only have, they only have three cocktails. They make you a Manhattan. They make you a highball with like a special Japanese water bubbling thing. And they make you an old fashioned with like hand carved, like a hand carved piece of ice. That's it. Oh, wow. Like I, this, you have to go here, James. Like 
like literally I want my house to be this place. It's, it's that wonderful. <laughs> well, the next time I'm in LA, you'll have to, you'll have to, you'll have to show that to me. Cause that sounds amazing. Actually, that, that sounds cool. like a lot of fun. So you've been smoking for a while. You're plugged into the, to the restaurant culture there in LA. How have you seen COVID kind of impact what you've been doing out there, uh, even in the restaurant culture? And then obviously I would imagine all the lounges out there have been shut down as well. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk first about cigar lounges. Uh, I haven't been able to go to a public cigar lounge in nearly four months. Um, I actually called one in my neighborhood. It's called Bose here in Torrance, uh, B-O apostrophe S. Um, and I called them and I was like, hey, are you guys open? And this was like in the three week period in California where they were like, you can, you can sit inside again at reduced capacity. You can go to the gym, you can go to church, all these things, but it was like very, very restricted. So I called Bose and I was like, Hey, do you think I could hang out in there? And they were like, I'm sorry. It's only for, you know, uh, curbside pickup. You can only pick up cigars. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, I mean, definitely the cigar lounge culture has been, uh, drastically affected also bars bars were allowed to open in california for about 10 days or in los angeles county rather for 10 days and then they were immediately like holy crap uh, our cases are going up this is like the new epicenter in, in america to shut everything down again it was an absolute disaster it was so poorly rolled out and bars had to reclose and so that's been out of the option um yeah, and so and then extending to restaurants uh, and 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 what I do on a normal you know everyday basis, the coverage that we do is so much less like, hey, this is a cool chef, like this is what they're doing, this is a cool new restaurant opening serving modern Mexican food or whatever, and now it's like, all right, so the twentieth restaurant this week closed, uh, or this beloved restaurant which was super celebrated and and helped transform a neighborhood. It's closing after three years, despite such a promising start. I mean, it's, it's very, very difficult. It's a lot more policy. Like, okay, what resources do workers have to find financial assistance? What, uh, what, are, what are the policies behind the Paycheck Protection Program? What can restaurants, uh, restaurant owners do to be able to get federal relief loans and stuff like that? And, and it's just, it's very wonky. It's very weird. I am saddled to my desk every day for seven or eight hours straight. And I, and I'm still thinking about food. I'm still thinking about restaurants. I'm still thinking about, you know, the bars that I want to go and the cigars I want to enjoy at the end of my day. My routine it, before the pandemic was get up from my butt at 5 PM, go work out for a little bit and then go drive into LA, have a great dinner with friends and then find a bar, find a place afterwards. And I would almost always end my night with a drink and a cigar. Like that was just like my, that was my daily routine. And now I've sort of just relegated to my garage, which is not a bad consolation, but just not the same because I'm by myself. I don't get to be with people. Like that's the whole thing with cigars. I got all my friends into cigars so that I could have a reason to hang out with them and a reason to like keep them out until midnight, even though they have kids and wives at home. Like I'm that jerk. <laughs> that keeps them, you know, coming home late because I, I'm at some bar, like having cigars until, you know, one you're in the morning. The, you're the bad influence. <laughs> yeah. Wives do not like me. <laughs> I saw my own. I, I'd like to think she likes. Me. Right. Well, I, I would hope so. I would hope so. So let's talk a little bit then about the direction we're going to go 
with simplystokies.com because you bring a lot to the table. You bring a lot to the table in terms of cigars and cigar knowledge and and you bring a lot to the table in terms of editing, running a website, uh, figuring out stories, it's just being a general editor, right? Like that's what you do. So you bring a lot to the table here. Uh, and and we've kind of talked about news and, and what direction we're going to go with news and with stories, reviews. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what you see f- as the future of simplystogies.com. I became interested in this because you were talking about it. You, you put a call out on your podcast. I've enjoyed the podcast ever since the beginning. And what I really liked about your approach to cigars is that it was informative. It was smart. It was thoughtful, but it wasn't, man, it just, it was not like, I'm just talking about the podcast. now. It was not right. like other podcasts or other cigar related content that just, it made you assume all these things about the industry, about the hobby. It didn't teach you anything. And you coming as a relative newcomer to this hobby, right? I mean, I've been smoking for 11 years. I'm 35 years old. I think you're a little older than that, but you've been smoking for a lot fewer years. Right. So I think that a lot of times cigar guys are just, are just cigar bros. And that is infuriating to me because all you're doing is you're just, you're serving yourself. And what I appreciated about the podcast was that, yes, it was informative. It was um, interesting, but also open and allowed, it gave you a step in. And I thought to myself, if you want to have web content, if you want to have articles, if you want to have stories, if you want to have reviews, then there's a way to compile it and organize that and present it in a way that would reach a wide audience. And I think our goal is that we want simplystogies.com to be the kind of cigar resource and website that will please both the long-term aficionado but also the first-time enthusiast, somebody who's just getting into the hobby and they want to learn what is the best cutter that I can use? What is a great cigar I can keep in my humidor? What is a humidor? How do I start my humidor? And yes, there are resources and there are other publications that do this, but I think we can do it better. We can do it in a way that's not hostile. We can do it in a way that's not like the sort of hegemonic cigar aficionado says you must spend $15,000 on a Daniel Marshall (laughs) hand engraved humidor or else you're not really into cigars. You know, that kind of sort of approach, which is so ridiculous to me. You know, I don't spend that much money on cigars. I know that they're expensive and they can be expensive, but I, I try to live in a very friendly budget and keep it. And I think it's all about the enjoyment of the stick. It's not about the label or, you know, showing off like I got this many Cubans or whatever, or I've had all these Cubans. It's mainly about why are cigars interesting to our culture? You know, as Americans, as people living today, why are cigars relevant today? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think those are the things that we want to try to explore. Yeah. I I think you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit, Matt, when you said, it's almost like a, it was a lot of cigar bros and I, I wanted to get away from that. I mean, look, you said it, there's a lot of places you can get the, this type of information. How do you, how do you maintain your humidor? How do you set your humidor up? What humidor is right for me? How do I set my wine up? Like what leaves are in the, in the cigar? How, how, how does that work from, from seed to, to box, right? Like nobody there's a lot of places to get that, including like simplystogies.club, but there are a lot of people, myself included, 
who were overwhelmed and frankly intimidated. And when you would walk into a lounge and I've said before, I don't, I, I didn't have a home lounge. There's one now, uh, the nearest one's like an hour and a half away from me, but the, the, the nearest lounge, when I would walk into a lounge, I felt intimidated. I didn't know what was going on. And these were all bros that knew each other, old white guys that had been hanging out for God only knows how long every week, smoking a cigar and talking politics and religion, whatever else. And here I am a newcomer going, I don't know what, what I'm supposed to smoke. And so it became very overwhelming. And so I think you're right. If we make this, if we put this information out in a friendly way, in a way that is easily to di- easy to digest, especially for the newcomer. Uh, I think that's, that, that's something that you don't see, especially from places like cigar aficionado half wheel uh, and some of the other places that have been around for a little bit. Right. And, and I, I think I want to apply what I do in my normal job, which is eater, eater LA eater LA is a website that started out as literally it was the TMZ of food. It was like gawking at, like chefs who did crazy stuff and, you know, just things that were a little bit ridiculous, but has eventually evolved into a publication that is smart. It's informative. It's, it does, it, it doesn't assume, you know, anything or anyone, but at the same time, if you are in the industry, it's an invaluable resource. And it's very hard to be both of those things, but if you're smart, you can do it. And so, yeah, I want to be able to help people, who don't know how to set up a humidor and need to figure out their first 20 cigars to buy. But I all, I also think we can be a resource for people that are like, what is the CRA? What is PCA? What are these ways that I can be involved in the, uh, I don't want to say the politics of cigar smoking, but I want to say the policies that surround the industry and how they intersect with my daily hobby activity of smoking you know like do do i really care does it matter to me that unfortunately the pca had to furlough a number of people i don't know maybe we can explain how it does and that's what you know i think that's what we can do to be able to bridge those two audiences and you and i have had a lot of conversations about this because it's hard in this day and age to 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 separate politics and policy and culture and things like that. And we want to be inclusive here. We want to bring more people into this hobby. We don't want to, we don't want to discourage anyone from this hobby. Uh, the more people that come into this hobby, the better it is for the hobby, the better it is for, for B and M's, the better it is for, uh, uh, the, the manufacturers, the better it is for places like the PCA, the CRA, it's just better. So if we, we can highlight those things, and we can make it inclusive for everybody, and we can make it easy to approach. I, I feel like we're we're doing the community, the cigar community at large, uh, a, a big favor. The trick is, and you and I have talked about this, is trying to separate the the politics from all of it. Because at the end of the day, cigars are all about people. It's about the people you interact with. You've talked about it. You talked about it earlier. Where. Having a cigar is a social thing for you. It's the end of the night. It is celebrating. It is having a drink with friends and hanging out. So how do you see that? How do you see us doing that? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big stances that it did not come easily, which is good, but something that we've talked about and I think we, w- we will evolve is 
how do we cover the cigar community and the people that are in it in a way that's not monolithic? Because if you look at Cigar Aficionado, and full disclosure, I know a lot of the editors there, uh, not on a personal level, but I know they are. I've interacted with them. I've subscribed to Cigar Aficionado for a long time. And when I read that, I think this doesn't reflect me at all. I don't play golf. I don't drive $300,000 cars. I don't own a watch that costs more than most houses. It's, it's just ridiculous. And a lot of the content in it is not, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's some idea of a cigar smoker that I don't know who that person is. And I want cigar, Simply Stogies to reflect the, the cigar smoker that is actually out there. And the communities that you're in, I mean, look at me. I mean, I'm an Asian American. I'm a Korean American guy. I've sat in lounges next to so many different kinds of people. And it's crazy that I'm thinking to myself, I would never interact with these guys otherwise or women. But I'm sitting here, I'm having a conversation. One of my, I'll tell you a story. Like I was, I was in the Davidoff lounge on the Las Vegas strip. Uh, which is a very interesting location because it's sort of, it's perched on the edge of this outdoor mall, indoor outdoor mall. And I'm sitting there and there were like six, me and my buddy is a tall Asian guy like myself. We're sitting in a corner and like six tall black guys sit down. They plop next to us. They all light up and they're like, Hey fellas, where are you all from? And I was like, we're from LA, man. What are you doing? And he's like, Oh, we're from Baltimore. We're here from, we're here to enjoy Vegas. And we ended up having a blast. We're having drinks. We sat down with them for two hours. And I was like, man, I would never meet six guys from Baltimore, you know, in my little bubble of Torrance, California. It just would not happen. We sat down there. I don't even remember what we talked about. It doesn't matter. It was like this magical thing. I was like, man, we sat around having cigars and had a blast and had a great moment. And I got to hear their stories and they got to hear mine. They probably don't know that many Asian dudes from LA, like, and, and our stories, but we got to share it. And it was this very open, like curiosity from both sides. And I was like, cause you know, you've talked about this a lot on, on the podcast on how cigars bring people together. And that's true. But I think that there's layers behind that too. It's not just that people bring together. It's that we can tell our stories and people will listen to them. They can't go anywhere. I mean, they can, not, but they're not well, going to, right? And but so I think it's they're more receptive aspect. to it, right? Because you're totally because you're, you're bonding over the leaf. You're bonding over this passion for the hobby for the cigar. So, absolutely, like you're just more receptive to listening to someone else's story, right? And it's those stories that we want to be able to tell, whether it's from a community that has never been featured in the back of Cigar Aficionado where they have the, you know, people, you know, it's all these like, you know, I don't want to say, but you can look at it and it looks pretty non-diverse for the exception of maybe one photo on the back. It's not a wedding or a golf event or something like that. We want to be able to show, tell the stories of the people that weren't necessarily included there. And, you know, we want to do that in a way that's smart. It's not, it's not for the sake of oh because this group has never been you know talked about it's not that it's it's let's hear the story let's hear them out it's as if we were sitting in a lounge with them and having a great time and yep. so yeah i think um you know we're gonna do that in a way that's uh 
I think very contrarian to the rest of cigar media. Um, I think, I hope people resonate with it. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's going to evolve. Like, like I said, I don't think it was like the easiest conversation to have even amongst ourselves as we're sort of developing this editorial style and voice it's we're figuring it out. We're not coming with anything already established. And that's actually really exciting. Yeah. It was a two hour. Like, because by the time I got inside, my wife's like, that wasn't that long of a cigar. Like she knows, like she doesn't know Vitola's, but she can look at like the cigar that I take outside. She can kind of gauge how long it should take me for me to come back in. She's like, that cigar wasn't that long. I'm like, no, nah, we were just having a good conversation. And it was, it was a great conversation because it was a free flow of ideas of changing ideas between uh, like there, there was four of us. It was you, me, Tim and Frank. Uh, and, and it was fantastic. And it, look, you're right. Cigar smoking historically has been, I'll say it cause I don't care. It's been old white dudes like myself, right? Like that's just typically what it's been. And it's been that way. And we could talk about the socioeconomic things and all of that stuff, but it doesn't matter. It's been that way. And now it's not things have changed and, and cigars are more, it's less of an entry fee, right? The price of admission to cigars isn't nearly what it once was economically. They're still not cheap. Like we're literally burning money. I've said that before on this podcast, we literally burn money. That's what we do for this hobby, but it's more, it's, it's easier for, for somebody to get into it now who may not have been into it in, in years past. So I think it's changing and you see influencers like the cigar madam on Instagram and the cigar vixen. And you see Dean Parsons from Epic and you see, uh, uh, I, I don't remember her name, whoever owns uh, uh, perfect dash in, in uh, right up there in Minneapolis. She's the, the first, and I think she's the only Latina uh, B&M uh, owner in, in, in the country. So things are changing. It's a great time to be in the community, and it's a great time to, to come into the community if you're not. Yeah, and just that is such an interesting sort of stance that we're taking is that cigars, if you look at Cigar Aficionado, everything's expensive in that magazine because it's supposed cigars are supposed to be a projection of luxury. It's supposed to be a projection of your class of your education or whatever, which they may or may not be. And that's just marketing, but like marketing isn't reality all the time. And if I can sit around and talk about something that I, mean, I think this is a Melania I'm, I'm holding an Oliva Serie V or Serie V Melania, uh, Robusto. And this cigar was $6. $6 is not nothing, but for one of the best cigars on the market, it's $6. That's incredible. Like yep. that's actually super, super cool that this hobby has things that are well under $10 that you can enjoy. Yeah. It's, it's, it has, it is becoming, and I hope it becomes less of a uh, projection of your class and your, your um, wealth and more about flavor, about, you know, collecting about geeking out. Like th that's like geeking out is really fun. You know, like it's stupid. I, I, I geek out about knives. Like, do you see how many EDC everyday carry, carry knives? I geek out about watches. I geek out about cars. Like all this stuff is really fun. It's inherent. And that's what brings people together. Like when you have those same interests and cigars aren't now, they're not like this thing where like, you know, wow, there's that old rich guy, you know, standing in the corner with a tuxedo. It's not that, you know, I can sit around in my basketball shorts and my 
Asian sandals with my socks on in my garage and have a great cigar. It, it's it's fine. I don't even have to wear pants in my garage. <laughs> well, you guys, you 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 may not have somebody right across from you from your garage <laughs> looking at your underwear. I got plenty of people in my neighborhood. <laughs> I never said anything about underwear, Matthew. I did. <laughs> Oh my god. Never said anything about I don't know. I don't get you islands. <laughs> so we've got a lot of great things coming down the pipe. You want to you want to talk about that real quick just like what's the first new thing that you've got your hands and your fingers in that that our audience and those that go to simplystogies.com are going to see. Yeah, right now uh to to or actually one uh sort of perspective, which is the idea of service pieces. So for Eater, we do service pieces. If you were to come to LA James, you could look on Eater and say the 38 essential restaurants you got to go to if you're in Los Angeles or if you live here. And I want to bring sort of that mentality to Simply Soakies, where it's like, we want to talk about 15 essential humidor cigars. These are cigars that we as staff have compiled. We think these are the, personally, in our collections, the one, two, three, four, or five cigars you should keep regularly. They're affordable. They're easy to obtain. They're not limited edition. These are things you should have in your humidor all the time. It's really helpful if you're an early stage cigar smoker where you're just trying to figure out what are the things that have incredible versatility, uh, affordability, sort of the kind of cigar you can have in the morning or at night. It's not like the kind of thing that's going to knock you out, nor is it the kind of thing that's just, it just feels like smoke flavored vapor. Uh, these are cigars that have character. They're interesting, but they're not. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, hopefully they're less than 10 bucks. They're not that hard to get. Uh, that's the first thing that we're doing. It is a sort of a service piece. The second thing we're going to do is uh, sort of a recommendation of your, your favorite piece of cigar gear, whether it's your favorite cutter or your favorite lighter or your favorite ashtray. And each staff member will be able to talk about their favorites. And I think these things do two things. The first thing is that you get a diversity of voices. You get different people come from different cigar backgrounds talking about what they like. And secondly, you get to know who we are, like what our likes are, what our preferences are. So I think you can engage with us better. Like you can understand, oh, like Matt is the kind of guy, he, he, he likes V cuts, you know? Uh, and Frank, he's the kind of guy that has the fanciest case. Like he's never going to show up to his herf without, you know, <laughs> this beautifully hand-stitched, like leather and carbon fiber case that looks like a Bible. It's very yeah. <laughs> right. No, it does. Like, like I love those cases, but those are like two, $300 cases from project carbon and holy, but holy cow, they're so nice. Yeah. They're super. I mean, I, I bought mine, my cigar carrier for 16 bucks on Amazon and I'm like, I think they both work the same way, but okay. I mean, good for you, dude. <laughs> What? Yeah, but one's just super baller, <laughs> right? Oh like, uh, yeah. Saying, like you could like so he and I, uh, Matthew and I are on Zoom, so he can see behind me. You see that you you can see the white case there. That white that's like a, a fifteen dollar Amazon special. It does the same thing. I thought it was a food takeout box. No, like, that honestly. is yeah. No, that is a that that's a travel humidor. Okay, okay. Like, I mean, all my travel humidors are in that. <laughs> little cubby there i promise i don't just have food boxes laying around my office <laughs> i wasn't judging oh that's fine judge I was away, just... judge away. <laughs> I, see I probably have a bunch of food boxes in my uh in my uh, back shelf too so no judgment 
Yeah, so we've got a lot of great things. We've got those coming up. We have we've got a new pipe tobacco reviewer, Michael Gouge. Is, he's going to be doing pipe stuff because it's all about the leaf. It's all about the love of the leaf, the tobacco leaf, of course. Uh, and then we've got we've got David. Like I said, he's got the new review out already. The the Cuban cigars all have a review out sometime this week. And and on, on top of all of that, uh, we've got a brand new YouTube show that uh, Tim and myself host called Cigars and Coffee. Uh, every two weeks, there'll be a new one this Saturday on whatever Saturday is. I don't have a calendar in front, calendar in front of me, but the, the very first episode, the inaugural episode is up. Bear with us as we figure out all of the uh, the technical uh, aspects of doing a, a, a video, uh, a YouTube show for, for you guys. But check that out, Cigars and Coffee. Uh, if you search, search for the Simply Stogies, and I can't talk tonight, the Simply Stogies YouTube channel, you'll see it there. Matthew, if there's one thing that you want to convey to the audience to those who are going to go to simplystogies.com and you want to like in the show on that, what would it be? What is the one thing you want to, you want to convey to them? I would say that my life is so much better because of cigars. Uh, my wife may not always like that. It takes me away from her. Sometimes she's now compromised and will hang out with me occasionally in the garage while we watch TV and she will spend time with me. But more than anything, I think cigars as an endeavor, as a way you spend time, as a way you interact with other people is one of the richest parts of my life and gives me so much joy. And I hope that other people will end up with just a fraction of that, whether it's something they read or hear on the podcast or any way that they engage with Simply Stogies, um, I hope that the passion that, that we have um, is, is truly is genuine because we're not motivated by money or marketing or whatever. We're doing this because we truly enjoy. It. And that I think is what leads to the best stuff when it's Absolutely. not, you know, and, and not, not to see those things are bad. I mean, look, we need money. We need products and branding. Those are, those are not bad things, but if we're doing this because we actually care and we're, passionate about it. If I'm doing this because I love it and I like you guys and I like your guys's point of view, then I believe that we're going to do something really awesome here. And I'm excited for that. I, I am too. Uh, I think that's a great way to leave it. This is a passion project and we will, we'll hopefully our passion will come through in what we're doing. Matthew Kang, a brand new content director for simply stogies.com uh, editor, all around good guy. He does everything, a little bit of everything for us. A lot of stuff uh, coming out down the pipe that he is, he's pushing us towards. So you're going to see a lot of changes coming up. I uh, hope you guys like them. If not, let us know. Tell us what you want to see. And uh, I will, uh, I'll email Matthew and tell him, hey, they want to see this. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the complaints. Bring it on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just so well, used to, oh my God, I'm used in my daily life. I get 50 to hundred comments on our website. People just ranting and raving and going crazy. I'm ready for the, the feedback. It's okay. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. But go ahead and send it our way. Info at simplystogies.com. <laughs> Give us the feedback and let us know. Matthew, thank you so much for taking the time tonight to talk with us a little bit and tell us what's going on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me and ho good luck with the, with the weather over there. Oh, the thank storms. you. <laughs> right. Thank you. I might go have a cigar and just watch it roll in. Uh, so that's Matthew. Thank you so much, everybody. Join me next week where I'm not sure what I'll be talking about, but I can promise it'll be Simply Stogies.
Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. <laughs>